ready to become everyone's favorite brand? But you're not quite sure of how to build and grow your brand in a more strategic and sustainable way? Then this is the show for you. Welcome to Brainstalk Podcast. I'm your host, Brigitte Balkowski. Dive with me into the world of brands. Experts from different fields and industries will share their perspective on brands locally and on a global scale. Established companies and startups will talk about their brand stories, the challenges they face, but also the chances and hidden opportunities that arise leveraging today's digital world and making uncertainty to their advantage. Let's get started and dive with me into the world of brands. has studied sport, culture and event management in Kufstein, Austria. After having conducted an internship at the Austrian National Tourist Office in Sydney, she has decided to stay in Down Under and became a permanent team member. Besides digital marketing efforts and the B2B support, she also manages the Austrian National Tourist Back Office. Her motto is deepen and pass on the love to Austria. I warmly welcome Katrina Denk. Welcome to my podcast, Frank's Talk. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, Katrina. To start out with, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Austrian National Tourist Office in Australia? Um, what is it? Is it an affiliate of the Austrian Chamber of Commerce? Is it a pro-governmental institution? And are you operating as a network? And what exactly are your core tasks of this office? So the Austrian National Tourist Office, or also ANTO short, um, is Austria's national tourism organization. Since 1955, the main objective of ANTO has been the promotion of Austria as a holiday destination um, in different markets. We work closely with and also for the Austrian tourism industry and um, our central goal is to secure and expand Austria's competitiveness in cooperation with all our Austrian tourism partners. So Anter is also opening up the international markets through innovative marketing and also we function as a platform of knowledge transfer for the Austrian tourism industry. Um, so is it through our market knowledge, our local market knowledge, for example, here in Australia, or also through different innovations um, made by our head office for the Austrian tourism industry. Our budget is made up of membership fees from, on one side, the Austrian Federal Ministry of Agriculture, Regions and Tourism, and on the other hand, of membership fees of the Austrian Federal Economic Chamber, um, as well as partnership contributions from Austrian tourism destinations, which means tourist boards, regions, museums, all of the stakeholders of the Austrian tourism industry. 
Mm-hmm. So now we all have a clearer picture about uh, the uh, office. So how do you represent Austria? Uh, how is Austria positioned as a destination brand in the Australian market? What are the core brand values and brand associations you convey to the Australian market? In other words, what is the the brand identity, let's say it like that, of Austria you are sending out and what kind of image do you want to create with it in the Australian market? So one of the main reasons why Australians go on holiday to Austria or to Europe in general as well is the deep history and culture we have in our home country. You don't find this kind of imperial history um, influenced by various, various cultures over the last centuries here in Australia. It's very different. Um, so today our imperial history and its many sites, like all the palaces in Vienna, um, in Salzburg and also Innsbruck, they are still one of the major reasons why Australians go to Austria. And this compared with our pristine nature and also the long tradition of hospitality is just unmatched anywhere else. So that's what we try to um, tell Australians, this is what Austria stands for. Unmatched is the perfect term for Austria's differentiation factors. Austria has such a unique character and offers an unrivaled combination of beauty. In terms of our nature, the mountains, our thousand years of imperial history, our history of music and arts. Katrina, uh, can you talk a little bit about your customers? So how do you segment the Australian market? Who are your target groups there? Are these both B2B and B2C customers. So when it comes to B2C, yeah, who is a typical Australian persona spending the vacation in Austria? So our brand communication of holidays in Austria, we target a very cosmopolitan and individualistic target group. They also very responsible in the way they seek their pleasures, let's put it this way. And travel decisions are not only based on a price tag or convenience alone. What they want to experience is something truly authentic. They also want to be active during their holiday um, and they want to engage with the local traditions they want to they what they don't want to do is go to destinations where there are a million other tourists so what an average australian tourist in austria looks like is they are around 50 years old they stay for approximately eight days 75% of those visitors, they go on a sightseeing trip and they want to immerse themselves in our culture. The majority of them, 45%, also stays in four to five star hotels. So they kind of the big spenders. Um, when you look at the seasons, although summer is with 55% still the leading season, winter is catching up and we've had 
pre-corona, we've had eight consecutive record vintages. In order to reach those potential guests, we do not only speak directly to them via B2C marketing and through different channels, we also reach them indirectly through B2B marketing, which means we include travel agents, tour operators and travel journalists in our marketing as well. Mm-hmm. So you already mentioned uh, your communication strategy a little bit. Can we dive a little deeper into that topic when it comes to marketing and your, your communication strategy that you apply to the different target groups? Um, can you go a little bit deeper into that? How, what kind of uh, communication channels you're using and integrating? And perhaps can you give us some examples for both the B2B and the B2C market? Of course. So usually our campaigns, they either fully online or they are a mix of online and offline. So online means we have our own website, we have social media, um, we do search engine marketing, CPC. Um, we also use the, the online channels of our partners And then we also have offline components in some of our campaigns, which means we participate in expos. We plan events for, let's say, our VIP partners, those kind of things. Um, so, for example, or as an example of a B2C campaign, last year we had a campaign with focus on community management um, in the community of classical music in cooperation with the Vienna Tourist Board and Salzburg Tourism as our Austrian partners. We initiated the Austria Scholarship for a talented young music- musician of the Sydney Youth Orchestra. The winner of this scholarship had the opportunity to spend three weeks in Austria, in Vienna and Salzburg. And the scholarship was promoted through the channels of the Sydney Youth Orchestra. So their newsletters, their social media, their website. And the great thing about this was it didn't only reach the students who were able to apply for the scholarship, but also the wider music community because the Sydney Youth Orchestra has a lot of stakeholders, all the um, all the musicians that finish or that come out of the Sydney Youth Orchestra, not all of them, but most, they then join some of the some of the great orchestras all over the world, the Sydney Symphony. Some of them maybe even go to Vienna one day, hopefully. Um, so yes, we were able to promote that through different channels and then during his time in Austria, the winner was also accompanied by a photographer and videographer. So we were able to capture Austria through the eyes of a young musician, which was just a very um, different and new campaign for us, but it was, it was great fun to implement. I guess so. Uh, it sounds really interesting uh, to do something like that. A great uh, um, communication strategy. Yeah. Since you are, what I understand, a network of different offices around the world, do you use a one-look-one-voice strategy uh, for all the different country markets? Or are you localizing to the distinctive markets 
Um, what is your preferred strategy and why? Could you elaborate on that a little bit? I think it's really important to understand the market you, you work in and there is definitely no one size fits all especially when it comes to destination marketing because our marketing mix looks a little bit different or quite different from the marketing mixes of other Austrian national tourist offices. For example, the Australian guest has different values when it comes to holidays than, for example, a Chinese guest, a Spanish or a German tourist. Austria definitely has something to offer for each of them but you have to make sure you communicate the right things to the right target group. Mm, yeah, there has to be a fit. Yeah, um, That's why you're localizing. Um, are you collaborating with different other country destinations in your marketing and communication efforts? We here in Australia, we, we do, because even though our core task of the Austrian National Tourist Office is to differentiate Austria from other holiday destinations. We don't see our competitors like Switzerland Tourism, the Italian National Tourist Board or the German National Tourist Office really as competitors because usually when Australians come to Europe, they do not only come to Europe to visit Austria, they visit a couple of different countries. Our Goal is that we put Austria on each itinerary of an Australian tourist that comes to Europe. Unfortunately, the tourism sector has been hit hard and is strongly affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. How did and how do you still uh, cope with the challenges at your Australian office? Did you have to change your marketing mix strategy and When we compare campaigns from before the crisis uh, to now, are there any differences and are there any current campaigns that you are allowed to talk about? You can use an example perhaps? Yes, so our marketing campaigns and activities, they are completely different than what we've initially planned for. Pretty much all our campaigns were put on hold or postponed to 2021. Because our international borders are still closed and they will probably remain closed until the end of the year, we have to be quite careful with what message we send out to our target market. So we stopped our paid B2C marketing What we do B2C-wise now is through our own channels, our social media pages, our website and our own newsletter. What we do now is we focus on B2B marketing. And in August this year, we launched an online training platform for Australian travel agents. We, we developed specifically for this time because travel agents now have the time to actually learn about different destinations after they were able to cancel all their clients' trips. Um, but yeah, so they, they use this travel platform to get ready when international travel is on the cards again. 
Mm. Do you think there's also kind of a learning involved, like a crisis uh, of knowing an accelerator for implementing something that is far ahead, uh, implementing changes so much earlier? Um, in that vein, um, did you pick up on chances in this respect to do something right now that was actually planned next year? Not directly, but this now gives us the opportunity to focus on let's say one campaign um, and we created all this content for this travel uh, online travel platform and the content we have we can reuse that for various new and upcoming campaigns as well and we can make different things out of it we can make an ebook we um, can pass it on to different Austrian national tourist offices around the world they can use our content um, so it just gave us more time to really go deep into things we usually can't do. In general, how important or relevant is it to be a strong brand in the tourism sector, such as a hotel or hotel chain with a sterling reputation or an event, a transportation company, you name it? Does that help, especially now during the pandemic? Uh, would you say Austria as a destination brand has a solid reputation in Australia? And if, uh, how do you support that? So in my view, it's very important to be a strong brand with strong brand values. If people know what your brand stands for, it makes it easier for them to choose your product, your destination, your hotel, your event over others. Austria is generally seen as a very safe destination. It's clean and the health system is, is quite advanced um, compared to other destinations, which is now a great advantage compared to other destinations that have been hit harder by coronavirus. So now our head office is actually developing or developed content to support this reputation as a clean um, and safe destination. For example, if we look at the upcoming winter season, people want to know what health and safety regulations Austria has in place so they feel comfortable and safe booking a holiday to Austria. Since uh, you have lived in Australia for a couple of years now, you know the Australian market and its dynamics uh, quite well, I guess. So what would you recommend an Australian company in the tourism sector who wants to expand its brand to the Austrian market? What are some brand building essentials to know that you need to know when entering Austria as a destination market? Uh, any advice or strategic recommendations? So for Australian tourism companies who would like to start out in Austria, um, we actually, the Austrian National Tourist Office, we have a um, tourism trade fair in place. It's actually happening this month and it gives you the opportunity to connect with the right contacts in Austria because I think having the right contacts and giving you the opportunity to make the first step into a market with the help of the right people is um, one of the most important things you can do. Okay, so you need to know people. 
Um, vice versa, can you think of some brand building essentials for an Austrian brand uh, in the tourism sector that wants to start its business in the Australian market? So is there any advice, best practice example or, or any other maybe hard learning examples that can be avoided? Um, as I said before, knowing the right people is probably the most important thing. So as an Austrian tourism company, if you get in touch with us, we will always connect you to the right people here in Australia and we're always happy to do that. In general, Australians are very social media orientated. Um, they do a lot of research online. So having a strong online presence is very important um, as a brand to enter the, Austral the Australian market. One more question regarding um, the importance of understanding trends uh, and brands. So are there any current consumer and business trends in the tourism sector that are important for brands uh, going forward? Um, are you following that? And that can be trends that have developed over time, but also rather recently as a result of the crisis. So what we know from our research here is that since COVID-19, flexibility is the buzzword in the tourism industry. You need to offer flexible booking condition, conditions, flexible cancellations, um, which can be quite hard for our sector because you can't really predict anything, but that's what consumers and guests need right now to feel comfortable to actually book a holiday. Mm. I think that's the most important fact right now to have this flexibility and that's something that brands can leverage uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, Katrina, before coming to the end of our show, I would like to do a quick word wrap with you. Are you ready to give me quick and short answers? Yes. Okay. I start with Australia. Has the best coffee in the world. Tourism. Is, for me, the best sector to work in because we make people happy. Good. A B2B. B2B marketing is often underrated. Mm. Digital marketing. Should be a staple for every company and everyone who does marketing. Innovation. Is necessary to survive. Destination brand. Know what you stand for. Good. Thank you, Katrina. So for listeners uh, who would like to find out more about you and the Austrian National Tourism in Australia, where can they find you and maybe get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with us here in Australia is through our B2B website, which is b2b.austria dot info slash au you can find all our contact details email addresses and also phone number there if you would like to get in touch with me personally you can always find me on linkedin as katrina denk okay katrina thank you so much for being my guest today on brands talk it was a pleasure having you here and it was really interesting to talk to you and learn about the Austrian National Tourism Office in Australia and how it is marketing Austria as a destination brand. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
that was my conversation with Katrina Denk. For more information about Katrina Denk and the Austrian National Tourism Office in Australia and the Austrian National Tourism Office worldwide, you can check the show notes for this episode provided on my website, brentfit.at and the news. If you want to get in touch with me, drop me an email under office at brentfit.at or check out my webpage brentfit.at to become everyone's favorite brand. In case you like my show, make sure you subscribe to the Brand Stock Podcast. And don't forget to share it on social media. I hope you will stay tuned in on the next episode when we dive into the world of brains. Mm-hmm.